Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today we've got a lot of great revenge stories, and our first one's from Multilingual Mess. My dad was let off from his job and transportation because of his crappy boss, and me and my siblings destroyed the five-star reviews they had. A little bit of info I think might be useful before getting into the story, and not gonna lie, this is the first time I read a post in any of the subreddits here, so I might come off as awkward. My family and I are not native to the country we live in. I came to the country as an immigrant along with my parents, but my siblings were born here. My dad's been working in the transportation company for 10 years now, which means all of my teenage years and a few years into my early 20s, he's been slaving away for them, coming home after 10 to 12, sometimes even 13 hour shifts, barely giving me time to spend with him and my siblings. My dad got the worst routes for his job. And every other week of the month, aka two out of the four weeks, he takes a route that's supposed to be taken by three people at the very least, but nope, it all fell on his shoulders. Lastly, I'd like to mention that my dad was about 35 when he started to work with them, so the math is easy to add up. Now onto the pettiness. My dad recently bought a new car, and the one we bought it from apparently failed to mention a few defects in the description. And of course, we had to send it to a workshop to check what was wrong with it. Come a few days later, they said X and Y was wrong and needed to be bought and could be fixed at home. So we did. Then something else came out and we sent it there again. This time it had two long lines scratched to the back of the car to the point of stupidity at how they didn't notice it and thus failed to inform us. Fine. We went to talk to them and nothing came of it as far as I can remember. A few days after, my dad and my younger brother, also in his 20s, went today to talk to them about the incident, having them either pay us back what we spent or we'd raise a complaint because of the poor service they provided us. To certain degrees, this is possible, which was the case here. My dad was wearing his work attire as he only has a few hours before his work starts at 10 a.m. The employer at the workshop, after some time, became hostile towards my dad and came up to his face pushing him and even hitting him on the head when my dad did nothing other than rightfully expressing his annoyance at the poor service. After my dad came back home from work, he told us his boss, now ex-boss, had let him off of work. At first I didn't believe it, and then it clicked that he wasn't choking. Apparently it was, to quote my father, it was because the employer got physical with me while I was wearing the work attire with its logo, and instead I could have gone there after work. First off, how was it my dad's fault for someone else being physical with them? Secondly, BS, how the freak can my dad go there after work hours when he works 10 to 12 hour shifts because you refused to split his routes on three people as you're freaking supposed to do? So my younger brothers and I thought, you want to be petty and a complete crap bag? Fine, we'll give you pettiness. 
The first of my younger brothers went to the local newspaper and got in touch with a reporter there at the ready to write about how buddy-buddy my dad's ex-boss and the employer at the workshop is. And my brother will be going to the workshop tomorrow and telling them, either you pay us back what you took from us, or we'll release the entire thing you did to us to the local newspapers. Not gonna lie, I hope for the latter because I want at least some sort of justice for their absolute BS. My second younger brother and the first one got their friends, and my second younger brother got his friends on Discord, mind you he's in quite a lot of servers, to take a little online stroll to the workshop's public online review page and give their thoughts on the service with the fabulous one-star review as their guest. From what I heard from one of my brothers, it took the workshop 10 years to get the review to 5 out of 5 stars and the pettiness and anger of us took it down to somewhere along the lines of 2.9 stars within 5 to 6 hours. It may not have been much, but by god did it feel good to ruin their 10 year efforts for a 5 out of 5 down to a 2.9 out of 5 within a few hours as they deserve. And all of this could have been avoided if they'd thought with their crappy heads instead of behaving like stuck up brats. Be crappy towards my family, expect to be paid back with the same vibe, sometimes even tenfold. As they say, what goes around comes around. Sorry if this post, more like rant, was long and all over the places. And sorry if it wasn't a satisfying petty revenge, but I just needed to get this off my chest as a foreigner in this country and having had enough of me and my family being treated like crap. I definitely fail to understand what the employer is thinking here. You're at fault for getting assaulted because you had a few hours before work that you could use to run errands? Most businesses are not going to be open after a 10 to 12 hour shift that starts at 10 a.m. There literally is no time to run errands after work, so I don't get that employer at all. If you got reached out to, would you join in on this review bomb? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Dancing Basilisk. Vice Principal went out of her way to make me feel dumb, so I worked my butt off, went to a better university than her, and will be finishing my masters in three months so I can get a higher paying job than her. So first, I just want to clarify that I don't mean to come across as conceited, I'm just feeling vindicated. I had a vice principal in grade school that singled me out for my ADHD symptoms, daydreaming, work avoidance, being too energetic, and would go out of her way to make me feel like the dumbest kid in the whole school. Whenever she talked to my parents, whether it was an actual conference or just a passing conversation in the hallway, she would always find some way to slip into the conversation that, in her opinion, I was slow. When I tested into advanced classes, she was evidently displeased and would keep insinuating that I didn't actually belong there. Her approach toward me really hurt, but I fought tooth and nail to make it through school. I wanted to prove her, and others, wrong. Fast forward 13 years later, at 22, I was accepted into a master's program with a less than 10% acceptance rate. I'm about to graduate with my master's degree at age 24, heading into a job that has a starting salary of $56,000 a year. I was on LinkedIn and she popped up in the suggested, because apparently she works in my area now. I was curious, so I took a look at her profile. And LMFAO, she got demoted to office coordinator. And it turns out that I got into a better university than the one she attended. Soon, I'll be making about 15000 above her salary. And I'm like, this person tried to knock me down and ended up worse off than me. 
Is it good to revel in someone else's misfortune? No, but it feels really good to know that she was full of it the whole time, and that she expected me to fail, but instead I surpassed her. I feel amazing. Frankly, it's the people like this that inspire us to do so well in our lives, right? I mean, it's not a universal thing, but if somebody tells you that you can't do something that is very realistic, oftentimes you want to use that as motivation to not only do exactly what they're saying you can't do, but surpass it and blow it out of the water, and OP did that. Also, screw any teacher, principal, counselor, or adjacent position that looks down on any kid with any kind of disability. Our next story is from MoggyCat73. Latmate has hardly anything to eat off of now. Living at university in accommodation, and one of our flatmates keeps using everyone else's stuff and then leaves some of it instead of washing it, but won't admit to leaving it and won't wash it because it isn't her stuff. She also expects us to wash her stuff straight after using it, and when I didn't, she called my boyfriend asking him to ask me to wash it since we're essentially the same person now. Anyway, had an argument today, and she said I was a waste of oxygen, then proceeded to use my plates to eat off of and defrost food on, so I moved all of my stuff and two other flatmates' stuff out of the cupboard so she can't use them. She now has one plate, one knife, one fork, one spoon, one glass, and no bowls. She can use it again when she apologizes, but until then, they stay out of the communal cupboard. Being petty is great. Update, she's appeared to have magically found more bowls and plates. Amazing what turns up when you don't have other people's stuff to use so they can't. It's really no surprise that somebody like this that's going to try to take advantage of your stuff When having all that stuff taken away, they immediately turn around and don't complain about it, don't apologize for it. They just find another way to just get their way and keep on going. It's definitely a good revenge though because nobody's going to be helping them anymore with any of those dishes and they can't pass it off on it being any of the flatmates stuff. And our next story is from Alpaca Tasty Picnic, a very petty drive-by revenge. Six months ago, one of my good friends ghosted me. I'm not sure why, but suddenly my messages weren't getting replied to and I didn't see him at Christmas. I was upset, but I had a few home life problems and tough circumstances all at once, and I didn't have the mental capacity to start chasing after someone. Anyway, today was the first time I'd even spotted my friend. He was at the bus stop outside his house, waiting for a bus. A bus that I knew was going to be at least 20 minutes away. I'd been in front of it way back along the road and had gotten stuck at some traffic lights. Plus there was a huge queue of traffic and I could tell by his body language that he was late for work and getting to panicking. One of the circumstances I'd been dealing with was taking my driving test and I'd passed despite my nerves and being a mature learner and bought myself a little car. A little car that I was currently driving past his house and him and was about to drive past his place of work which is about five minutes walk away from my place of work. A good person would have stopped and offered him a lift. I was not a good person. I coasted past, singing along to my current favorite musical, and got to work in time to make myself a cup of coffee and some toast. I wonder how late he was. Yeah, I definitely don't blame OP. If your friend's going to ghost you like that with no explanation, you make a reasonable effort to reach out to them and connect with them, and they just stop responding. I mean, you leave that last conversation and that last attempt to reach out there, and realistically, you just move on. Or maybe some people, upon seeing their friend like that, would actually want to confront them about it. 
If it were you and you were driving past them, would you want to stop and confront them about ghosting you? Or would you say that they're not even worth your time for ghosting you and just keep on driving? Let me know what you guys would do. Our next story is from Gargoyle Noises. Dumb Karen boss sucks at Excel. So this happened a while ago. I used to work for a medical slash retail center and I had a regional supervisor that I hated. Karen. She was stereotypical. Big blonde Karen cut, heels, attitude, everything. And there were only a handful of people in the company that tolerated her. One day, our entire region, 15 to 20 stores, got an email from her talking about a local sporting event with a theme night that we were all invited to. We got excited, started planning, and got our families involved, per the email. Fast forward a few days later, and a co-worker is talking on the phone to a person at the corporate office, which was local for us. The conversation proceeded as such. The co-worker said, Hey, I'm excited to hang out with you at the game next week. Corporate says, how do you know about that? Coworker says, what do you mean, how do I know? Turns out the invitation to the game was only for the corporate office to attend, and nobody else was supposed to find out. She wound up making herself look really stupid in front of all her bosses and had to send an apology email to everybody. And if this was the only time she was this tone deaf, I'd have to let it go. But it wasn't, and I was pissed. So I kept a lookout for her emails like a good employee and saw that she sent an Excel sheet with some black blots covering the total profit for the stores in the area based on store number. She was known to send emails like this to put emphasis on different metrics to make us look bad without factoring in shift coverage or patience per employee. So I opened it up in Excel, noticed she hadn't actually flattened the image deleted the sensor to expose the confidential info and immediately notified my boss who sent it directly to her boss's boss's boss. In this company, regular employees knowing profits was a huge no-no and unfortunately being a lowly wage slave, I didn't get to learn about the repercussions she faced. But she got fired maybe a month or so after this incident. She met me more than 10 times over my two and a half years and never even bothered to ask my name. And fun fact, I was there longer than her. I actually can't recall what it was, but I remember having some kind of PDF where, because they were like just trying to cover up a signature at the bottom and replace it with their signature, you could actually open it up in a PDF editor and just like delete this white box graphic and you would just see the original person's original signature underneath. It just makes you realize the people who send out confidential documents need to know how to actually secure said documents. Our next story is from Very Bored Panda. Terribly rude office mates. Smells like petty revenge spirit. So my friend worked in an office where they have dozens of small spaces to let. You rent a small room with a sliding glass door. Each room can only fit three to five people, that sort of thing. It was good for what they needed in terms of their space, with the caveat being that they were essentially in a fishbowl. Everyone could peer into their workspace, and they could see and hear other people from theirs. Now, since this was all pretty open, everyone was conscientious of their neighbor. Music was kept below a certain volume, phone calls were made with the doors closed, food and dishes were marked in the common areas and kept clean, etc. Everyone, that is, except one office. Shared by at least two guys, this office was loud. They constantly blasted their music, left food out on the shared counters, belched openly, yelled to each other, made weird cartoonish sound effects at high volume, you name it. 
They were horrible office mates and made work hard for everyone, but especially my friend's group who apparently worked right across from them. Despite sending numerous complaints to the management, the rude neighbors and their ways remain, distracting everyone with an earshot. My friend's group were apparently just going to put up with it, and were even talking about moving to another location within the building when one of the men blasted music during my friend's boss's important phone call, leading to some less than desirable outcomes. I forget what it was, but apparently the boss was just so distracted that they couldn't present properly. Here's where the revenge comes in. Now, for some reason, the team had a bottle of liquid farts. If you know, you know. That stuff is potent. It doesn't go away easily. So they decided to stay late one Friday evening after the office mates had left, put some of it on a napkin, and wipe the bottom of their glass walls with it. The way my friend described it is they slid between the vertical crack where the glass and drywall meet at the edge of the office and wiped up and down near the bottom. This way they didn't damage any property, like the carpet or something, but they'd never suspect the bottom of the glass being the culprit was their reasoning. Monday morning rolls around and the guys apparently took one sniff and complained to management, who investigated the whole office to see if anyone else was impacted by the overwhelming stench. Strangely enough, it was just their office. My friend didn't know what came of the guys. Apparently they just never came back after trying to clean the carpets once, with little effect. Windows, remember? So I guess just be considerate of others, lest you discover what liquid farts smell like. Do you guys think that because this is a rented property that belongs to somebody else, despite those neighbors being bad, that what they did was a little far? Because it's going to be hard for the original owners to try to find and locate where that smell's coming from and clean it? And that could affect their business? Or do they deserve it for allowing such a terrible tenant? I'd like to know your guys' thoughts. Our next story is from Android. Petty revenge or identity theft? This is a story of what I'm sure was meant to be petty revenge against me that backfired spectacularly. I used a pet sitting company last month that, after I was back from my trip, tried to get me to pay another almost 50 British pounds, citing that they hadn't added the surcharge for bank holidays, and tried to guilt me into paying immediately or else they wouldn't be able to do payroll. The only problem with that is they'd already increased the price once before the visit for the exact same reason. When I questioned how it was possible, they broke the charges down, revealing that they were trying to charge me a higher daily cost than I'd agreed to. I responded with the original invoice I'd signed detailing the cost, told them I didn't appreciate them trying to guilt me into overpaying and that I considered this matter over. I then gave them a three-star review on Google slash Trustpilot detailing this experience. I still gave them three stars because after the exchange, it seemed like they were just incompetent rather than malicious, and the cat sitter themselves was good. They saw the review, responded that it was completely unnecessary, and that it was all a big misunderstanding, and then sent me a couple of emails privately calling me rude things. I just screenshotted the emails, attached them to the review, and changed it down to one star. I can only assume they read this subreddit or something similar, as they decided to do what a lot of people have done here and give my contact details out to random companies. The only difference is they didn't stick to mailing lists. They actually contacted companies using my details. They've tried to take out loans, applied for university courses, and made bookings for various things like gyms, tutors, and solicitors. 
In my country, this constitutes as identity theft. And given so far that they've contacted 33 companies over the span of a week, it's quite a severe case. And while companies may not record many details of how someone signs up for a newsletter, a lot of them, particularly the solicitors, capture a lot more about the requests to their site, like an IP address, which just so happens to be the same IP that was used to view my signed invoice on the same day the crime started. They're now being investigated by the cyber crimes division of my local police for the identity theft, as well as identity fraud for trying to get loans open in my name. So folks, when you're committing petty revenge, make sure you don't go overboard and don't do it during business hours on the computer you use for work. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, it's one thing signing people up for Scientology mailers and information. You can even go like overboard and sign them up for inappropriate content. But going and trying to get loans taken out with their information, yeah, that's just straight up illegal. Fraud, identity theft. Here's a real tip. If you're going to try to commit petty revenge, don't do something that is blatantly illegal and can get you prosecuted. Our next story is from Taco Pete's Taco Truck. Petty. Very petty. I used to work help desk, and one day I got yelled at by some low-level manager for not displaying my ID properly. Basically, the lanyard I had on wasn't the company-issued one, and all black, instead of the one with the corporate logo. The guy really ripped into me, so much so that people thought I must have done something personal to hurt him. Anyway, after he's done, I grab a soda, try to let it go, realize I can't, so I made it my mission to mess with him. I would randomly lock his account, use our general admin account to change his assigned business group, revoke access to the shared file system, open help desk tickets in his name for things that made him look stupid and so on. He eventually quit because of all the problems with our IT department. I kept messing with him right till the end, around 4 months total, no regrets. I don't really have a lot of empathy for somebody that's going to go and dress somebody down like that for some ridiculous reason. I mean, in return, picking on them and making them look like an absolute idiot to the point where they just want to quit, maybe a bit far, but like, so was them yelling at you like a drill sergeant not wearing your uniform right in front of everybody else. And it's all over a lanyard. Our next story is from Lolly Rocks 12 my ex who abused me and tried to make me quit jujitsu lost all his matches while i won all of mine at the same tournament i broke up with my ex about three years ago after a tumultuous relationship he gaslit me love bombed me slut shamed and made me feel like i needed him to do daily tasks he slowly started to take some of my freedoms away like driving to work at first he insisted on driving me to work to save money But then it became a thing where it was a way to control how I get to work and when to get off. He isolated me from my friends, made fun of my family, and made me feel like I needed him. Anyways, I started jujitsu around the time I met him, and he was maybe a couple years into it. I was excited to start and learn, and would often try to show my ex some of the moves I learned, because I figured it would be a good way to bond. But instead, every move I showed him that I learned, he would counter it and go rough on me. I simply wanted to show him the move and not actually fight. When I signed up for a tournament, he refused to show up and support me, and he would often tell me that I'm not very good. It was another way for him to control me. So after that tournament, I placed fourth, which sucked, and he basically had a I told you so attitude. After that, things went downhill for me, and I quit jujitsu for a bit, 
I broke up with my ex and sulked in my depression. I did, however, get back into jujitsu and started to work harder than ever. I was eventually promoted to blue belt. I started to compete again and lost pretty much the first four tournaments I did. Eventually, I got better and started placing on the podium. This past weekend, I competed and won all of my matches and got gold. I saw my ex at the same tournament and I panicked a little, but it was fuel for me to fight and win. I noticed that he was still a white belt and when his match came up, I saw him instantly get choked out. I pointed him out to my teammate and we both had a laugh. It was a beautiful sight to see, and my ex lost all of his matches and placed dead last. It was one of the best weekends I've had. Winning at something I was told I would suck at, and seeing the person who told me this, lose. All I gotta say is OP's ex seems exceptionally bad at jujitsu, or hasn't been working at it because... If you've been at it for a few years and there's still a white belt meaning they've never gotten ranked above the very first beginner level of jujitsu. They are doing something wrong. This next story is from Dog Cat Cat Doggy. Your crappy flooring company is now a bathroom on Google Maps. I can't believe it lets you do this, but hey, it worked. I just had a pretty bad experience with a flooring installer. I'm in a small town in a non-Western country who just never showed up. I'd paid my deposit, so really, it was a matter of how many times did I want to call him a day, asking when he was going to show up. When he did come finally, he did nothing but complain about how hard this was going to be, etc. It was so annoying, so I asked him to leave his scraper tool so I could do it myself. He said he'd come to help me the following day, and of course, he never did. He came again today after the usual two messages, where are you? Except this time, I let it be known that this was the last time I was going to be so polite. I've wasted several days waiting on him when he never told me he had any intention of ever coming. So anyways, he's taking forever, but my arms are too sore from the day before, so I can't continue. He goes outside and starts complaining about me to another worker, about how annoying I am, always asking when he's going to come by. I did him a favor and cut him off and let him know I can hear him and his job is officially over. He's free to leave and I want my money back. He didn't leave and tried bargaining which is infuriating now that I think about it because who the freak does that? Talks crap and doesn't respect the homeowner. So instead of leaving a nasty review, I noticed I could edit the listing on Google Maps. I changed their company to a public bathroom that's open 24 hours. Apparently, it turns out that editing a listing on Google Maps like that only edits just the personal person's map. It's not actually like updating the worldwide map. But man, they deserve to be a toilet company. Because this flooring company hires the exact same stuff that goes inside one. And our final story of the day is by JC1093. He stole my work, told the teacher I took his, so I got revenge. During college, I was doing a course on health and social care, and as that's something I specialize in, and some classmates knew that, I helped many with their coursework. One day, one of the people, Sean, I was helping with coursework, decided to copy all of my coursework I had on my laptop and turn it in as his own. A few days later, I was called into the tutor's office with Sean about the recent coursework that was just handed in, and that both of ours was identical. Sean then said, OP must have copied me. I was stunned silent, but I didn't say anything because I knew that the tutor wouldn't believe him and even if he did, he wouldn't be able to answer anything from the coursework. The tutor said, 
As I can't tell who copied, I'm going to give you one week to redo this coursework. Sean said, but I worked so hard on that coursework, it isn't fair. I smiled and said, thank you and asked if I could get started. The tutor agreed and both Sean and I left. A couple days later, Sean called me and apologized for copying my work and asked if I could help him. I agreed only because I had a plan to get him back. I told him to come around mine tomorrow afternoon and I can help him. I had 24 hours to get ready, so I made a fake coursework paperwork with wrong statements, laws, and coursework and saved it on my laptop. Sean came around and I went to the toilet to leave him with my laptop, and he sent it in again stating it was his own work but this time decided to delete it from my laptop so I wouldn't send it in as my own. Two days later, Sean calls me and swears and shouts at me for ruining his coursework and making him look like an idiot. I told him you deserve it for stealing and hung up. He ignored me for the rest of the year. Background info. 1. Everyone knew I did my work on my laptop as my handwriting is terrible. 2. I'm guessing Sean used a USB to take the coursework. 3. The coursework was about mental capacity. 4. My laptop didn't have a password. 5. The tutor was a very calm and neutral person. 6. I specialize in health and social care due to many years working in the industry and my own problems. 7. The coursework Sean copied was wrong laws and statements regarding mental capacity. I love Sean's thinking here regardless because... Honestly, anybody worth their salt with computers would understand that even though Sean went and deleted those files, it probably takes less than 5 minutes to go and recover those. There's plenty of programs out there like Recuva where if you delete a file, you go and open Recuva immediately, navigate to that folder you deleted it from and just let the program search, chances are you'll be able to recover any document right then and there no problem. Now, of course, in the situation, it clearly didn't matter to OP at all. It was just a fake bomb coursework. But it just goes to show that Sean here is like a zero IQ thief. Thinks they can try to steal, get away with it, and rush it through being like, this is my work, I did it myself. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to see another revenge story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on the left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. With that said, I'll see all of you next time with some more stories. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.